many of us ever know what it is to become the perfect version of ourselves? This is Decoding Superhuman with your host, Boomer Anderson. Why, hello there, superhumans. It's Boomer Anderson here, bringing you another episode of the Decoding Superhuman podcast. So occasionally when I want to learn more about subjects, I bring on experts to talk about those subjects and really give us the bite-sized pieces of scientifically-backed, actionable information that we can use in our everyday lives. And today, that topic is going to be photobiomodulation. And if you're unfamiliar with that topic, I encourage you to stay tuned through the end. My guest today is Brian Goal. That's at Brian, B-R-Y-A-N dot G-O-H-L on the Instagram. And he is the founder or co-founder of a company called Red Light Rising. Brian's interest in health and wellness goes back in many, many, many years. It started with his father making him do push-ups, and I feel bad for you, Brian, at the age of five years old. Actually, I don't feel bad for you at all. And at 15 years old, he was finally allowed into his local gym where he tackled the weight pile with vigor. His health obsession led to a bout with vegetarianism for seven years. We get into why that exactly didn't work out for him so well, but he is now on sort of a low-carb, high-fat diet thanks to the Bulletproof Diet book and is living a flourishing life as Brian describes it. All of this experience with health allowed Brian to co-found a company called Red Light Rising, which is how I came to know Brian and his co-founder, James Strong, in the UK. And Red Light Rising deals in the topics of red light, not surprisingly. Red light is a key aspect of this topic called photobiomodulation. And so when they started this company, they had the aim to improve their health and optimize performance. Photobiomodulation has incredible powers and it really enhances the quality of people's lives. We talk about this a lot in the podcast, but it can have effects on anything from skin to mitochondria activity to overall energy and recovery from exercise. It helps improve circadian rhythms and leads to deeper sleep. So I encourage you to check out this entire episode with my friend Brian Goal, and the show notes for this one can be found at decodingsuperhuman.com slash redlightrising. Enjoy the episode, superhumans, and have an absolutely epic day. Sponsor for this episode is The Ring on My Finger. No, I'm not married yet, and frankly, before this ring, I hated wearing rings, but I must say, the guys at Aura have done a great job. The Aura Ring allows me to track all sorts of crazy things about my sleep, including my resting heart rate, my deep sleep stages, my REM sleep, etc., etc. I really enjoy the feedback, and it allows me to make lifestyle decisions to become a higher performer. Let me give you an example. So prior to getting the Aura Ring, I would fast essentially 16 hours after my last meal. It didn't matter when that last meal was. However, when I look at my resting heart rate and how that really correlates to my performance the next day, I know I want my lowest resting heart rate coming as soon as possible after going to sleep because that's when all my recovery really starts. So what did I do? Well, it allowed me to adjust really when my last meal was before going to bed. So I have my last meal now earlier in the night. I get better sleep. I get higher quality sleep. And I must say the next day feels amazing. So if you want to check out the Aura Ring, and if you want to pick one up yourself, go to AuraRing.com. That's O-U-R-A Ring.com. Plug in the code BOOMER and you'll get $50 off your order, or 50 euros, depending on your jurisdiction. I really hope you enjoy the ring, and on with the show. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Boomer. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. Uh, This is a topic that I've wanted to cover for so long, and I know you and I have been in touch over email, uh, and due to travel schedules, we haven't made this conversation happen until now, but this is going to be an absolute joy. If you're okay with it, I want to go. Let's just let's just go right into the weeds. Go on, lead the way. So let's start with just defining terms here, because there's a lot of people that hear the term photobiomodulation and mm-hmm. they kind of say, you know, what the hell is that? So do you mind explaining 
what the hell is photobiomodulation? Yeah, of course. So photobiomodulation um, kind of is, you know, like a conjunction of three words. So photo meaning light, bio refers to biology, modulation means change. So it's basically biology that can be changed by light. A uh, very fancy word for it, but that's basically what it means. And that's that term kind of umbrellas all the light therapies, you know. So, of course, there's white light therapy, like like sad light, for example, just to kind of boost a um, serotonin during the darker months here in Northern Europe. So you're talking about sad, you're meaning seasonal affective disorder, right? Yes. Okay, yes, cool. Yes, exactly. So that's that's mostly treated with white light. Of course, there's blue light therapy, there's green light therapy, and um, my favorite, for obvious reasons, red light therapy. But they all fall under photobiomodulation, exactly. Excellent. And so just to be clear so that people understand this, like photobiomodulation has been around for quite a while. I don't know how many papers there are on PubMed, maybe you know off the top of your head, but there's a numerous scientific papers here. Let's talk about your favorite, red light, because frankly, there's... There's a number of different red light therapies out there and people are going to get them mixed up. Do you mind just going into sort of infrared and then specifically near versus far infrared and what those mm -hmm. just kind of differentiate for people? Yeah, so it is it is quite confusing at first because some of the terms are interchangeable. Some of the terms aren't explained properly. So, you know, in the shorthand, when I refer to red light therapy, I'm referring to red and infrared light. Um, so as the light spectrum moves through, you know, from the, the yellows into the oranges, into the reds, it then moves on into the infrareds, which then become invisible to the eye. And the infrared light, light spectrum is, you know, composed of many different wavelengths, many different kind of identifiers of the kind of light. So what, um, what we're interested in here, what we're talking about here is red light and near infrared light. Now, what far infrared light is, that's something slightly different. That's what you get when you go into saunas. Mm -hmm. So what far infrared does is it, it heats up the water in our cells and makes us sweat from the inside out, which is different to what we're talking about. We're talking about red light therapy and uh, near infrared light. Now, near infrared light does something slightly different to the cells. It is slightly warming, but it's never going to make you sweat like far infrared does. So th those are the, the main benefits there to understand, uh, I think, between near-infrared and far-infrared. Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, sure. So do you mind, let, let's just kind of, if, if you don't mind going, let's bifurcate these. What are some of the benefits, before we get into near-infrared, which is particularly, I believe, your specialty, what are some of the benefits that somebody might get from sitting in a sauna? Because the obvious question that everybody's asking is, how do I get both? But what are some of the benefits first that somebody may get uh, from a sauna? Uh, well, sauna is not really something, you know, I know a little bit about it just because I'm kind of passionate about wellness and, um, you know, I'm just casually kind of reading about uh, the benefits of a sauna. But that's something slightly different to red light therapy. Um, but a sauna, you know, some of the main benefits, of course, is sweating and detoxing and kind of flushing the system and the increasing blood flow to all the muscles. You know, when you're sitting in a, in a hot space like that, you get vasodilation, which of course is, you know, the expanding of the blood vessels, which then stimulates easier blood flow. Um, and you're also, uh, something I'm learning about right now, but I'm not uh, unfortunately too qualified to speak about it, is something called heat shock proteins. Okay. Uh, and this is, this is some kind of a, um, a stressor-related benefit of, of sitting in a sauna. But one thing I should mention right now, you know, there's, there's, there's two main technologies with red and infrared light therapy. Uh, the technology that um, my company, Red Light Rising Cells, and, and one of the most um, you know, kind of up and coming technologies is LED powered red and infrared lights. Now, with where a lot of people get confused with, when they don't, they don't feel heat from LEDs anymore, because that's, you know, that's one of the main benefits of using LEDs as a red light therapy device, is it's a lot safer because the other kind of bulb, the incandescent bulb, which are still very useful, they get very, very hot. So if you accidentally touch these bulbs, you're going to burn yourself because they are boiling hot. So one of, the, one of the main advantages is that LEDs don't get hot. Mm -hmm. So there's no risk of burning you, you know, with contact to the skin. 
Now, with a lot of some infrared saunas, they, they utilize these incandescent bulbs where you get the heat. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can sit in a, in a little room that's red. So you're getting the red light therapy, but you're also getting the heat. Whereas if you put my lights in a little room, it's warm, but you're never going to sweat because there's no heat energy coming off the lights. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And in fact, I think you just brought up a topic that I want to get into later, which is a little bit of a controversial one in the mm. red light world. But let's let's take a step back. Your company here, Red Light Rising, you guys specialize in red and near infrared light and, exactly. and therapy. Do you mind just walking us through the differences between both? Because I, I know for a lot of people from a layman's perspective, it can be very confusing. Do you mind just walking through both? Sure. So red and infrared light have our wavelengths of light, right? And red light is, of course, red to the eye. So when you see a red light, it manifests as red. Uh, infrared is invisible. So now what the, the wavelengths that my lights emit is the red wavelength, which is measured in nanometers, and the particular wavelength of our red is 660 nanometers. And then when we move further along down the light spectrum, we get to the infrareds. And now the infrared that we use is near infrared, measured again in nanometers, and it's 850 nanometers. Now these two numbers are very important because you know all different colors of light are measured by these numbers. They all have different numbers, but 660, which is the red light, and 850, which is infrared, which is invisible to the human eye, have been found to produce the most benefit in the human body, particularly in the cells of our body. Okay, let's walk through some of those benefits, right? Because I want to um, make sure that people are very clear here, Mm. uh, that these are very widely used, not just in the biohacking world, but what are some of the benefits that you've seen from some of your clients? So a real great way to think of it is as follows. So the red light has the most shallow benefits on the body. And what I mean by that is, Red light, the 660 nanometers, is really good for your skin and your hair and has been found to penetrate the skin to a depth of about five millimeters. So that's about half a centimeter. And these, this is where the red light really you know, shines, as it were. It's, 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 affecting, it's affecting all the cells of your skin and what it's doing in those cells and what it's doing in all the cells of your body, really, when we get a little bit deeper in, is that it's... It's this two main benefits of this therapy, this red and infrared light therapy. The first benefit is that it is stimulating energy production on a cellular level. Okay. The second benefit is that it causes a release of anti-inflammatory enzymes into the blood. Now it's, it's quite a comp, both of these mechanisms are quite complex and scientific, but that's, that's the simplest way to understand it. To go back to benefit number one, which is uh, causing an increase in cellular energy, when our cells have more energy, they, of course, have more ability to do their job, mm-hmm. whatever their job may be. So they have, first, they have more energy to repair themselves if they need repairing. And then they just, they just have, again, a boost of energy to do their jobs better. So on the skin, that translates as one of, one of many things is increase in collagen production okay and of course what collagen does is it kind of it fills out the skin it gives you the roundness to your skin again and it starts to reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles we can see uh you know minor damage repaired on the skin wound healing is accelerated for example and and we can it's you know it's logical to think that wound healing is repaired because one we have an increase in cellular energy and two, we have an increase in anti-inflammatory enzymes, which are flowing through the body. And, and both of these are, of course, very important to healing. Okay. Aside from the cosmetic aspect of it, um, you know, cellular, cellular energy is, of course, of interest when you speak to high performers, anything dealing with energy is, <laughs> of course, interest. What are some of the other benefits? I mean, you mentioned anti-inflammatory, but other benefits that we can talk about when it comes to just general red light 
So this is where infrared light comes in. Yep. So like I mentioned, red light is very kind of surface. It's just for your skin, it's for your hair, it accelerates the hair growth and, and all of that. But infrared light, which is, this is, this is unique to infrared light, is that it's got the uh, ability to penetrate the body up to five centimeters. Okay. So now if you think about five centimeters going straight into your body, that's, that's quite deep. And what we see happening when we have this depth of penetration with the infrared light is we're seeing the same things. We're seeing an increase in cellular energy and an increase in anti-inflammatory enzymes. But we're seeing that in our joints, in our bones, in our blood, in our organs. So we're, we're you know, it's like, you know, having a Red Bull or having some kind of energy drink deep down in your cells. So that, that translates as increased performance during workouts. So what I do personally, and I know a lot of my clients do, is I do a lot of CrossFit, which is a very intense, um, you know, kind of exercise uh, regime. And I'll spend 10 minutes in front of the red lights before I go to CrossFit. Okay. And the benefits that I'm getting there is I'm getting increased blood flow, increased nutrient delivery to my muscles. I'm getting, you know, synovial fluid kind of moving around my joints, loosening up my joints. I'll do some warm-ups in front of the light. Post-workout, same thing. You're going to ask because post-workout is how I've used it before. Exactly. So post-workout, of course, you know, the idea behind a workout is that you're, call, you're causing kind of um, transient inflammation in the body. You know, you're, you're stressing the body, you know, in a, in a non-chronic way, hopefully, with very short and intense bouts of exercise. You're switching on this, this um, hormonal cascade um, of stress hormones and muscle building hormones to kind of repair the body. And red and infrared light is the perfect supplement to that because you're, again, you're speeding up the healing. You're adding more anti-inflammatories into your blood. So you're just kind of speeding up the whole process and making the whole process uh, more efficient. So whereas in the past, you know, somebody has done... Uh, I, as a person who's done probably way too much CrossFit in the past, uh, you know, people, no yeah, um, yeah, take that back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From the CrossFit community's perspective, that's for sure. Yeah. But when you start looking at inflammation levels, which by the way, this is before I knew a lot about red light therapy. Um, you know, you have a lot of the CrossFit guys that are pounding Advil and sort of other anti-inflammatories, mm -hmm. but this would be a great supplement supplement in air quotes here uh to your recovery in terms of just ways to just speed that whole thing up uh exactly. i have that right right I, I, absolutely right perfect spot on and i'll just say that um you, you're completely right with what you said there you know um the, the idea behind crossfit and the way i i treat crossfit is it's twice a week maximum yeah i, was... I go as hard as i can to exhaustion but that's it and then the rest of the week is gentle yoga some walking, some seriously downpaced stuff because, you know, while you do want to stress your body, you don't want to be chronically stressed. Yeah. Because chronic stress in all forms, you know, it, it's the end of the road. Yeah. Just to give you some perspective here, I was doing it at one point almost 10 times a week, uh, which was, and I, I thought that I had this regional level ambition and I was talking to, mm -hmm. we had Marcus Philly, who is a multi-time uh, CrossFit Games participant. And one of the things he said is the reason why the CrossFit athletes are able to go so hard for so long is that they're working out at sort of 70 to 80% of capacity rather than 100% all the time, which is what I was doing. So mm -hmm. it makes sense as wow. to why I sort of eventually burnt out on that one. Uh, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about a specific, uh, I guess, rumored biohack, if you will when it comes to red light. Is there any truth to the ability to boost testosterone with, with red light? Um, from the studies that I've read and the kind of other leaders in our industry, it seems to be so. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it's, it's a very fine line. And I think it's, it's, it's like everything else. You have to kind of balance. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I use the light naked every day. Yeah. I stand completely naked in front of it, and that includes my testicles, right? I mean, yeah. these are, the testicles is the, obviously the main place where we produce testosterone. So I do expose my testicles 
to the infrared light because not only does, is it said to increase testosterone, it's also really good for sperm production, right? Because again, it, it's more energy, more uh, less less inflammation, hopefully some happy swimmers, you know, for those people <laughs> out there that are, that are trying to, trying to ha- you know, start a family, you know, but there is, now with LEDs, there is a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of heat that is generated. Mm-hmm. So this is where it gets a little controversial because we don't want our testicles to get too warm. So you don't, if I just loosely translate what you're saying here and by all means, this is not meant to be the, the pregnancy show, but um, (laughs) if we take, let's say I have the red light rising targeted bulb, right? Sure. I don't want to put that right up against my testicles. So another, yeah, putting against my balls would be a really bad idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, but we, we, we're talking about, you know, a, a good distance to be from your testicles is between between 7 and 10 centimeters. Okay. So it's not, it's not miles away. Compare that to incandescent bulbs. Yep. You can't have incandescent bulbs anywhere near your ball. <laughs> it's so hot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is, this is what I mean as the fine line. But then think about it this way. You know, I take boiling hot Epsom salt baths regularly. So I'm really, I'm, I'm cooking my balls in, in, in a soup. You know, I'm lying there and I'm cooking my balls. Now, my balls don't get anywhere near as hot when I'm using, you know, the red light rising devices. So it's one of those where, you know, I'm, I'm sure we could find studies that would say it's no problem. But for, for this particular case, I do it. I know a lot of my clients do it. I haven't actually measured my testosterone in a while, but I will be doing it again. And then, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I, I could be a guinea pig for you because I measure it probably once a quarter. So I'm happy to happy to submit cool. submit my my swimmers to science, so to speak. <laughs> Good man. Uh, all right. So in terms of other things that we can do with our red light device, um, so we've we've covered recovery, we've covered inflammation. Uh, what are the other things that you commonly see with clients other than inflammation, recovery, cosmetic, etc.? One of the, well, cosmetic is, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mean to downplay the, the cosmetic benefits of it because a few of our clients have uh, ro- that skin condition rosacea, yeah. which is kind of, you know, that flushing of the skin, which is, you know, a pink, pink cheeks and a pink nose and a pink forehead forever. Um, so to them, like a cosmetic difference is massive. And, and it's, that, yeah, you're right. It, it, that's absolutely embarrassing to have. And so yeah. it's just, that's a great relief. You know, so on the one hand, when we talk about skin benefits, you know, we're talking kind of superficial, reduces fine lines and wrinkles. But for people with skin conditions, it's not superficial at all. It, it, can, it can mean all the difference to their, to their self-confidence, you know. But uh, some very interesting, some other very interesting benefits now, what's crazy about red and infrared light therapy is it's literally good for everything. Because when, when your cells are energized in the way that we've discussed and your inflammation goes down in the way that we've discussed, everything gets better. But something that I use my lights for, my target light, the, the small kind of spotlight in particular, is for um, uh, ambient lighting at night. Okay. Because we're aware of, you know... Uh, Thank God, you know, the, the science of blue light is really coming into the mainstream now. So we're, we're aware of the, the, the damage that our computer screens and our cell phones are doing to us. So I use my target light to light up my space at night. Okay. Uh, so it's a red glow. And what's important about this red glow is that there's zero blue or white light in it. Okay. Now what that means for our brain is this is related to the circadian rhythm, day and night, wake and sleep. Mm-hmm. So you know, as, as the sun rises in the morning, very bright light, it kind of turns to blue in the mid afternoon, mid afternoon, the sun starts to go down and the colors slowly start to go, you know, yellow, um, orange. And then just as the sun is setting lovely purples and reds, and then it's black. So when you use a a red light device for ambient lighting at night, hopefully in the absence of cell phones and, and laptops, your brain is thinking, okay, well, it's nearly time for bed. There's zero blue light around. The sun must have gone down ages ago. This lovely red light is the sunset or it's the fire, you know, the primal fire. And then your, your cortisol levels will, will, will have started dropping. Your uh, melatonin levels will start rising. This is, of course, the sleep hormone and all these wonderful benefits that 
all these changes that happen in our brains as we're preparing for sleep and as we go to sleep, they have a kickstart because of this ambient red light. So it's very helpful for circadian rhythm and, and sleeping, improving sleep quality. This all makes perfect sense to me. Uh, it's the first time I've heard it used. Are you, are you using it almost like a nightlight in, in a way? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I read. I read in red light. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that that's beautiful because you solve a problem that I've had for a while, which is in the bedroom, you know, no light. What, how are you going to read? Um, exactly. But uh, th- that's great. And so you don't have any sort of disruption at all of your circadian rhythms due to, to red light. Well, unfortunately, I mean, you know, running a business, sometimes you do have to stay up at night answering emails or, or preparing content or something. But this is this is how the protocol looks. And I know you're aware of this. Uh, my computer is fitted out with a, a blue light blocking software. Yep. So at a certain time of night, the blue light blocking software comes on and blocks most of the harmful white and blue light coming out of the computer. Uh, my second line of defense is blue blocking glasses. I'm wearing some by TrueDoc, good friends of ours. So I wear my TrueDoc blue blocking glasses, which will block further blue light coming out of my computer. And then I also have the ambient red light on. And you know these, these lights are very, very bright. So it's a very bright red light. But that, again, because of, there's this rush of red light going into my eyes and it's telling my brain, you know, evolutionarily speaking, I'm sitting around the campfire. Gotcha. There's all this red and infrared light, which comes from a fire. Um, that's why, that's why we get so mesmerized. Whenever we have a barbecue, we stand around a fire. You know, if you go camping, you get mesmerized staring into the flames because it's this evolutionary biological attachment where that's, you know, fire is survival. And at night you would sit and you'd be mesmerized by the red and infrared light coming off this fire. And then, sleep like a baby you know? beautiful uh, one of the things that always comes up with any electronic device particularly in the bedroom emf do you mind just touching on because there has been a lot of public publications lately about mm. the emf of these devices do you mind just yeah. touching on red light risings devices in particular sure we've got um emfs unfortunately there's there's you know with an electrical device it's almost no way around it um, but our devices have been tested both by our manufacturer and by ourselves in-house. And we do have the videos. I'm not sure if they're published on the website, but we do have the numbers. And basically, at the recommended distances, that's, that is advised both by the scientific studies and, you know, in terms of there's, there's, a, there's this big calculation when you calculate the power of the light at the distance that you're standing, and that gives you the amount of energy you're absorbing. So, therefore, you can kind of, mediate your distance so at the recommended distances that we recommend for our lights it's they're completely safe to use okay so this is one of the reasons why you don't want to stick it on your balls and you don't want to (laughs) because you're just getting too close but the crazy thing is when we measured like you know if you if we held the emf meter up to the light it's obviously it's very very high but as soon as you take it away it drastically drops so it's not like, you know, vibrating through the whole room. So we were obviously very happy to see that because, you know, it's very helpful. So, yeah, there, there are EMFs, but used within our guidelines, perfectly safe. Um, and, you know, I, I speak for myself here. I put my cell phone in my pocket and I've got EMFs, you know, flying around my balls all day, you know. So it's, you know, well, it's a tough one. One of our uh, our guests recently was Daniel Debon of Defender Shield, and he would tell you, if anything, put that thing in airplane mode. But yeah, yeah. Um, so on, I, I guess one more point on maybe more than one point on the uh, red light device. Where, in terms of parts of your body, let's say I have a targeted light or even the full panel, what parts of the body do you think are most important to expose to red light? Well, I would say um, the head down to the testicles or down to the reproductive organs, because that's that's where all the interesting stuff has happened. You know, just going back to our our previous discussion about the benefits, one of the most exciting things that I read and, and, you know, touch wood, my family hasn't been touched by Alzheimer's, but one of the most exciting things I read was when they were shining infrared lights on the front part of the skull of, of people that were deep into the, the, the Alzheimer's, um, they found that they were, it was bringing back their motor skills. They could start feeding themselves again and they could start, you know, they, they could start using their language again. They could start talking while being treated with this red light. 
And when they stopped the treatment with the red light, they went back to their previous state. And that's so exciting because what, what's happening there in the brain is that, again, the, 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 red, the infrared light is stimulating blood flow in the brain and it's actually breaking down the amyloid plaques. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. It's, breaking, it's helping the body to break down the amyloid plaques that are getting jammed between the synapses in the brain, causing that blockage of information, which ultimately causes you to either lose mobility, lose speech, lose memories. And something as simple as, as a red light treatment every day can can have massive benefits for people who are suffering from these conditions, you know? Let's just say you've got a target light, which is kind of, you know, spotlight size, the face. The face is fantastic. It's, it's really good for your teeth. It really helps your teeth rebuild their, their protective um, barriers. It's really good for your tongue. It's really good for your skin. It's fantastic for your eyes, uh, strengthening and rejuvenating eyes. And then, of course, around the chest, the heart, the organs, um, everything's going to benefit from it, you know? And then, of course, what the target light is really designed for is if you sprain a wrist, uh, you get, get a cut on your arm, you can easily sit there with the light and just give your arm special attention, give your elbow special attention if it needs it. And it's, it's, it's really incredible how it works. We have a lot of people actually that, that buy target lights for their pets. Um, and then kind of, yeah, it's, it's crazy kind of, I mean, it's fantastic. They, they shine, you know, they, they send the dog in for an operation and then the dog comes back and then, you know, the, the loving owner is shining the, the red light over the wound. And, and that it's, what's remarkable is that the dogs seek it out. The animals seek it out. You know, we've got literally hundreds of photos of cats and dogs lying in front of our lights, just basking as if it was an open fire. It's, and they intuitively, they instinctively know, like, they're getting some kind of benefit, but they're enjoying it at least. You know, it's very exciting to see. Mm-hmm. So how long does somebody need to be in front of one of these lights to realize the benefits? Like, is it instantaneous? Is it a minimum amount of time, etc.? You can, personally speaking, I, I can feel it instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my main focuses is kind of loosening up my joints, you know, because I do a lot of exercise. I've got a very kind of um, physical job. So I focus on my joints and I can feel my joints loosening up very quickly because of course it's just causing this expansion. It's causing an expansion of the blood vessels and an expansion in the joints and you can feel that and it's a very real feeling. But um, with our lights, 20 minutes tops is all you need, 20 minutes a day, you know, five minutes on the face, five minutes on the chest, five minutes on the back, five minutes on the testicles, whatever the case is. Curiously, there's something called a biphasic dose response. And what that means is that with, when it comes to red and infrared light therapy, from minute zero to minute 20, all the benefits are being reaped. You know, the benefits are going up and up. You're getting maximum enzyme release. You're getting maximum, you know, energy turnover within the cells. But after 20 minutes, the benefits start to decrease. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no harm but the benefits decrease. So it just becomes a time waste. So it's just, I mean, it's, what's the economic term? Law of diminishing returns, right? Exactly. hundred percent. That's it. Okay. Very cool. I mean, this is okay. So after 20 minutes, no longer get the benefits. Is there any real harm to going longer? Like, is there any potential harm that could come from this? I've seen, I look, I look for the, you know, through the literature quite often and I saw one paper that said it's possibly not a good idea to fall asleep in front of it because if you're in front of a light for seven to eight hours, something could go wrong. We don't know what because it's never happened, but this was like a very kind of vague, you know, like don't fall asleep in front of it. But besides that, there have been no <clears throat> negative side effects found throughout the literature that I've, that I've found and, and nobody's sent me, nobody's brought to my attention. Okay. Um, so yeah, the answer is no. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, all right. The, the one, the one thing that I do find is that I mentioned, so I use my target light as ambient light kind of shining into the yeah. room. Um, but on the odd occasion, you know, in the early days when I first started using our lights, I would have a session at night and I found that it kept me awake a little bit because yeah. it's, it's so energizing, you know, like, staring into the light that's so bright and then you know having it on my body it's kind of like a little caffeine hit yeah so it's it's amazing in the morning but just just before bed's not a good idea it's again because it's that red light it's think about it as sunset Mm -hmm. that's the best time to use it 
if you're having an evening session. So around sunset, you're using the red lights, but when you're ready for bed, it's already pitch black. So if I'm going to do this, let's say twice a day, it's my morning routine and then sort of my work, break it down, sort of I'm unwinding routine. If you exactly, want. exactly. A couple of hours before bed, I'd recommend. But I've got a friend who, who sits in front of the full stack, which is the big one. Yeah directly before bed and sleeps like a baby. Interesting. I mean, I look forward to playing with both of these and just sort of seeing mm. what one works. I mean, after all, I'm the human guinea pig. So happy to do it. <laughs> this is awesome. So Brian, this has been extremely informative here. Now, right. I have a few questions for you before you go, uh, just because I one, I've really enjoyed talking to you, but also there's a few questions I ask everybody. The first one that I want to ask is really, what's your top trick aside from the red light for enhancing focus, because before we got into this discussion, you and I have talked a little bit about your involvement in health and your Mm. acute interest in health. What do you do to enhance your focus? The most important thing to me is probably diet, the way I eat. And then of course the way I don't eat. So fasting. Mm -hmm. So I do low carb, high fat diet. Um, like ketogenic or are we just talking kind of modified Atkins style? Norm, normally ketogenic, although I am about two and a half months into a carnivore diet right now. Interesting. What do you, how have you found it so far? Fantastic. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. I'm, you know, I'm having blood work done. Of course I had my blood work done uh, when I started the carnivore diet and I'm having it done very shortly. I'm also having a DNA test done to see how that matches with you know, my, my subjective experience of the, of the, of the diet. But um, I found for myself, the biggest change that I made was drastically cutting out my carbs and drastically upping my fat intake. And that just has fueled my brain like I would never have thought possible. You know, a few years ago when someone said to me, you know, um, eat the high-fat diet, you'll have increased focus and concentration. You know, it didn't make sense. It was so, to me, it seemed so far out. And, and since I've been on a high-fat diet, it's, it's incredible the concentration and the focus that that I have mentally. You know, it's definitely something that you know, unless some incredible science comes out, I don't see myself going off this way of eating for for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm kind of curious what comes back with your genetics test because one mm. of the things that my company looks at are genetics, and I, I think you know I, I get asked this question all the time whether or not ketosis is good for everybody and you know the metabolic flexibility certainly is it's more of how you get into ketosis because you may be an apoe4 and not be able to handle saturated fat but you can mm. certainly therefore take monounsaturated fat and get yourself into it too so it's um i'm very yeah. curious I, I would love to speak with you once your results are are back yeah that's for sure, sure. i'd love to i'd love to uh, okay so Fasting as well as diet are definitely key to you. Uh, what is health to you? Health is thriving to me. So speaking from personal experience, I was a vegetarian for a long time. Uh-oh. And looking back, yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm joking. Looking back, <laughs> looking back I, was, I was a vegetarian that was just surviving. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the body shape that I wanted. I didn't have the energy that I wanted. I didn't have the moods that I wanted. You know, I had some, some health conditions that obviously I didn't want. So, but I was alive. I was surviving. I was going to work. I was paying my bills. But now I'm thriving because now that I know more, way more about diet and way more about health and biohacking and wellness, you know, like I, the, the sky is really the limit in terms of energy, you know. So from, in my own personal experience, the, the more kind of wellness hacks I add to my routine, my daily routine and my, and my, you know, my, my life overall, the more my energy and my motivation and my focus and my inspiration goes up. So, you know, health is thriving and, and I have, you know, I, I don't drink alcohol. Um, I don't partake of, you know, processed foods and desserts. I don't eat junk food. Um, I don't smoke obviously. So it's easy for people to be like, geez, man, how boring, you know, let your hair down. But I'm like, I feel like a rocket going to the moon. You know, I have so much energy. I have so much motivation for life. When I look around me and I see these people that are partaking, you know, of these so-called treats and pleasures and they're lethargic and they're, they're lying in front of the TV for three hours every night. To me, that's not living. 
Yeah. You know, they, they might have these temporary mouth pleasures in the ice cream or the biscuits they're eating, but then they're, they're, they're slovenly in the rest of their life. My dreams are, are so big that, you know, I can't afford to waste a second on the couch, you know? Amen, brother. That was very well said. <laughs> um, I, I actually forgot to ask a question on the red light side. So I want to go sure. back to that before we go to the final question or final sure. two. Let's let's take a look at sort of the common Philips Hue or LIFX lights. Some people may say, oh, I can make that red as well. Do you mind walking through just simply why the light is different from, you know, the red light that I can get out of my LIFX bubble? Um, well, it's, it just depends. I'm not 100% familiar with those lights that you're referring to, but what, what we, what the, the important thing about the LEDs is they can be programmed to the exact wavelength. Gotcha. So as I mentioned, we've got 660 and 850. We could have 661 if we wanted to. We could have 8, 849 if we wanted to. So now with, with other light bulbs is sometimes they're just tinted, and I'm not sure that this is exactly, you know, if, it, if it's a red tint, I'm not sure it's exactly the same thing as, as, a, as a programmed red LED light. I'm speculating here, but my, my speculation is, is that those are mass market light bulbs that are created for people to get desired colors. They're not mm-hmm. necessarily taking into account sort of what I, I don't think that Philips is taking into account a desired wavelength for a health benefit, yeah. at least exactly. yet. And, and it's also, it needs to be very powerful. Yeah, it needs to be a very powerful light because we we need to penetrate the skin and we need to penetrate the body and um, you know that's that's why red and infrared light is so unique because it's able to penetrate the body. Most other colors don't go near as deep as as what red and infrared does. But saying that, you still need a very powerful light bulb. You know these lights, the target light, and the full stack and our new half stack, like these aren't willy nilly lights. These are lights when you switch them on, they. Poof, my God, you've got to like, you've got to take a step back. They are bright and they are powerful. You know what I mean? So if you've got a, a, in an LED in your roof, like, I mean, I know like some of the lights in my house, the LEDs is pathetic. You switch them on. It's like, it's like half a candle. Yeah. You no. Know? So even if it was 660 nanometers, the right wavelength, you'd have to eat the light to get any benefits. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. Well said. Uh, do you mind commenting? One of the things that's come up and I know you and I, sounds like we read a lot of the similar stuff. Uh, mm how do I put this, the controversy or sort of rivalry between Juve and sauna space. Do you mind commenting on some of that and how that's yeah. been going on? Yeah, I, I saw that and I was, I was really surprised and I was actually quite, I was saddened because <clears throat> something that, you know, like that, that I think is, is, is a sign of, of the planet in general is the scarcity mentality, you know? So when I kind of read the, the articles there and then I saw how Juve had, uh, made these these claims against uh clearlight was it uh sauna space sauna space sorry uh, made these claims and then you know sauna space made this rebuttal it made me sad because i thought to myself why would you go out of your way to attack someone yeah do you know what i mean like if i was that kind of person i could come up with a few ways to attack juve but i thought to myself instead of you know i, I see juve as kind of like this you know, the, the industry leader because they, they brought red light therapy really into the mainstream. So I, I see Juve with, with reverence and I'm grateful for what they've done. You know, we make a different product to them. You know, they're, they're, they're a different kind of company to us, but I would never attack them. So it kind of made me a little bit sad to see that they would kind of, you know, try and put down another company. You know, whereas the, the mentality that I'm trying to have in, in my life and certainly in, in red light rising in, in the business is that there's enough for everybody. There's enough to go around. I'm not going to, you know, make a big deal about posting an article to try and make Juve look bad or try and look at another manufacturer and make them look bad in hopes that people go, oh, they pointed out something negative, so I'll go with them, you know. I just For me, it's there's enough to go around. And now, you know, once once I saw what, what had happened and I, and I read the rebuttal from, from Sauna Space, I, it really soured me towards Juve. I was like, wow, they've... they've really kind of put their foot in a chair, you know, and, mm-hmm. and all the science that sauna space brought to the, to, to my attention. Like I was like, Oh, I'm going to go out and get myself a sauna space now. You know, it's, it made me sad. You know, it's, it's, it's not something that I would ever do. And, and 
I know my business partner, James, and I, we talk about Juve a lot. And we think, wow, you know, they're doing great things. You know, they're, they're a much bigger company than us. And, and we look at them, you know, with, with reverence. And we would never publicly say anything horrible about anyone because, like I said, there's enough to go around. Abundance mentality. Exactly. And there's 7 billion people in this world. And frankly, I, I love what you guys are doing in terms of making this affordable for people because exactly. it, it, to your point earlier, it has so many health benefits. And there are certain companies out there that just it, the, the way they price themselves have made it very hard for mm. a person to receive these benefits unless you have it at your gym, let's say, or and, and frankly, most gyms won't have this, but like, unless you have it, a friend that has this, mm -hmm. it's very hard to get a hold of. So thank you for making it affordable, frankly. That, that's exactly why we did it because my business partner and I, James, we were kind of on the verge of buying Juve. And, um, you know, I'd kind of, I'd started reading about red light therapy. I was objectively, I was like, hmm, okay, it sounds legit. A friend of mine has a Juve. So I was talking to him about his experience, his girlfriend about her experience. They loved it. So I literally went on my phone to, to make a little purchase and I saw the price and I was like, nah, I can't, there's no, there's no way I can justify that. It was, it's such a massive amount of money. I was like, I just can't do that, man. You know, like I spend money on my health. I buy the best food I can afford. Uh, you know, I buy anything that I can, that I benefits my health. I will spend as much as I can on it. But I saw those prices. My partner saw the prices and we thought no way. So, um, you know, that's, and that's how we started Red Light Rising. We kind of just went out to kind of see if we could build our own lights. We went out and learned about it, did the research, spoke to manufacturers, designed stuff, you know, came up with things, things didn't work, redesigned, reevaluated, And we realized, well, we can actually make a fantastic product, which, um, you know, it's, it's on, on paper. I mean, I don't want to say anything about Juve, but we have fantastic, uh, you know, power density and, and the size of our lights, we have incredible quality for a fraction of the price of the Jew. You know, when we realized we could do that, we were like, well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to sell these because, you know, in London there's a big biohacking community and we kind of did like a little a market sample. We were like, Hey, if you could buy a light for this much, would you? And they were like, yes. Is it as good as Juve? Yes. Okay. You know, it was a no brainer, you know? So, you know, it's not, uh, I'm not ready to retire, but the good news is that, like I said to you, I get hundreds of photos a day. My dog loves it. My uncle loves it. My skin is so much better. I'm sleeping so much better. You know, no more injuries, reduced, um, delayed onset of muscle soreness. Like people are getting real benefits. You know, it's, it's one thing to have the light yourself and to be like, no, I feel great. But then when people start buying it from you and they start using it and then they start telling you, I feel the same thing. And then you're like, oh my God. This is real. You know, that's the confirmation, you know, and uh, that's what's happening. You know, people are feeling better. They're loving their lights. Like my Instagram is lit up with red light. People taking photos of themselves with a red glow in the background. Awesome. And, and it's, it's such a good feeling too, right? Mm. Like to get mm. those emails. Brian, maybe this is an appropriate point for this. Where can people find out more about Red Light Rising? Oh, absolutely. So our website is the best place to start redlightrising.co.uk um, you can also check us out on Facebook as well and Instagram at redlightrising and then uh, you know if people want to have a look at uh, myself and my business partner we're also on Instagram it's brian.goal and my business partner is James E. Strong and uh, you know they can, they can have a look in on our lives because we're both you know keen biohackers we're both super into our health and wellness and fitness you know so we're kind of walking the walk together as well so it's it's kind of interesting to put the the puzzle together and see what's up you know awesome i'll have to come down down or over to london one of these days and come and hang out yeah. with you guys yeah. uh yeah. one final question for you uh and it's the last question i ask everybody what's your favorite book on peak performance i'd say my favorite book the, the book that changed the way i look at food what i understand about food and it's also the book that introduced biohacking to my world, which I, you know, for your listeners who may not be aware of, I mean, I'm pretty sure they are, I consider biohacking the cutting edge of wellness. Mm -hmm. So the book that did this for me was The Bulletproof Diet by Dave Asprey. Absolutely life-changing book. That. Yeah, it's, um, I think he did 
a great job of summarizing some pretty key points that need to be brought to attention. I love what Dave has done in terms of mm-hmm. re-engaging or I guess restarting a conversation on the value of fat in mm-hmm. the diet. So, you know, him, there's a number of others that have been there, you know, Nina Teicholz, et cetera, uh, who have done a lot of work there. And Mark Sisson as well, got some fantastic books out. Yeah, Mark Sisson was probably, he was one of the originators, right? Now he's got a billion dollar company. So it's a billion dollars. Yeah. Primal, primal kitchen, primal blueprint. That's a billion dollar company now. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. But, you know, Brian, thank you so much for taking the time and educating this audience on all things photobiomodulation. I need to be able to say that a few times fast. (laughs) Uh, Just before we go, just one one thing. Um, If if you want to come to London, we've teamed up with a, a breath coach over here in London and we're putting on an incredible event at the end of September, the 29th of September, mm. which is going to be a breath workshop, you know, like Wim Hof style. He's a Wim Hof trained coach, uh, ice bath. He'll be guiding us into an ice bath. And then of course we're going to have red light therapy and hot cacao afterwards. To kind Ooh, of- a little cacao ceremony. I love it. Exactly, exactly. So you're absolutely welcome. If you fancy a trip to London, you've got a, you've got a spot in the ice bath next to us. If you're interested. Excellent. I, I'm looking forward to that. And I'll look forward to uh, sipping some hot cacao with you guys, but nice. Brian, thank you so much once again. And I love the fact that you guys are making this affordable for everybody. Oh. So, uh, you know, to all the superhumans out there listening, have an absolutely epic day. Thank you. Thank you. Superhumans, before you go, can I ask two favors? Did you enjoy that episode? If so, can you send me an email at podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com? Provide any feedback, positive or negative. I would love to hear from you. And for those of you who have really taken advantage of that, you know I respond to each email. Secondly, if you did enjoy the episode, can you head on over to iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, any one of your favorite podcast listening platforms, and give Decoding Superhuman a five-star rating. It would really be appreciated. And then finally, for those of you who are looking at taking an informed approach to health, head on over to decodingsuperhuman.com. Check out what we have going on over there. And if you want to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call with me, you're going to have that option. Superhumans, have an absolutely epic day. And remember, as always, choose health.